What are we talking about today? I don't know. What is March? What are we doing, St. March? St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, okay. Time what? Rights. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. So we want to hear so a the weather story? I want to hear a termite story. Forget about facts. Fellow pest management professionals or fellow home service people. My sons were both born in May. Joey was born May 3rd, Eddie May 9th. Why is that? Because I didn't have health insurance. I didn't have health insurance. Yeah, but what did it cost to have a kid? Oh, it was a lot of... What do you mean? It cost a lot of money. Wasn't How it? much? Well, I had to give the doctor uh, 750 for Eddie. Mm-hmm. And I went back for you. It was like 1500 It's like two years later. Mm-hmm. And that was it, right? No, and you got to pay the hospital. How much was the hospital? I don't know. Listen, the reason... Was it $40,000? No. <laughs> Was Listen. it equivalent to forty grand? Yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway, the reason yeah, you see they're trying to they're trying to sidetrack me here. The reason they were born in May is because that's right after termite season. So I had a little cash to bail them and their mother out of the hospital. And my daughter, Princess Jamie, she was born in September. I guess you know why. I had health insurance because I had enough money to pay for it. Okay. All right, so that's my health insurance story. Because we were talking about termites. Yes. Anyway, so one of the larger companies put out the top 50 cities of termites. Termite cities, basically, with with the most pressure. Obviously, they're getting it from their data from their branches. Where do you think New York tops? 29th. Really? They're number four. Oh, okay. Which is crazy, right? Because you have Miami in front of us. That's Lily in the background. You have Miami... Los Angeles, Tampa, and then us. And Miami I mean, New, was, New Orleans is after us. gotta go down us. to Florida, Miami, and Tampa. Hmm. I mean, it kind of makes sense, but you would expect for like this list to have all of those cities. Like yeah, also, yeah. you wouldn't expect. You would expect like the last city I think is Chicago. Uh, Champion, Champaign, Illinois is fifty. So here I'm gonna give you from forty-five to fifty. Charleston, South Carolina, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Louisville, Kentucky. Savannah, Georgia, Roanoke, Virginia. Now, all five of those, and, and then Champaign, Illinois. But my point is, is that the last five from 45 to 50, uh, other than Champaign, Illinois, are all warm states, 90, 90% of the year, right? South Carolina, out of those... Champaign, Illinois is not a warm state. I said uh, aside from Champaign, Illinois. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Right? Savannah, Georgia. Warm all year round for the most part. Yeah. Roanoke, Virginia, warm, termite warm all year round for the most part. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Ooh. hot as hell all year long. They got them from most termites. Well, they have those. They probably have dry wood. For yeah, those of you that don't necessarily know about termites, in the state of New York, we only deal with eastern subterranean termites. Um, every once in a while, you'll get a dry wood termite, but it usually comes with furniture, and they are not able to survive in the cold climate up here for a long period of time. And then for Mosins of what he was talking about as well, that also haven't managed to make it up north. But there's still hope with climate change that we get them, right? We're optimistic. So that and the roof rats with climate change is going to start to change Between things. the two of them, you now can go out and look at a house for a couple of million dollars. Everybody knows termite treatments have changed dramatically since you started. Dramatically. Ed Sheehan, for those of you old school guys out there, Ed Sheehan used to love Claudine and stopped doing termite work, right? When when they banned Claudine, you stopped, right? Nothing like the smell of Claudine in the morning. You knew you were making money. 
No, when it, we, you know, you read the label for the new stuff. I'm not even going to mention it. I'm not going to treat somebody's house when I know the crap doesn't work, but we're going to give you a five-year warranty. That's when we started getting smart. So we got five shots. We just have to come back five times. And we raised the price, and eventually we came up with the baiting system, which is certainly a good alternative. Want me to tell you another termite story? In a minute. Okay. So the other thing, too, in New York is that we, are, we don't have probably the best liquid termite aside on the market available to us, and that's Termidor. And that's because of the water table here and whatnot, and because... Water table in Long Island, not New York City. Okay. They found that the active ingredient, fipronil, in Termidor moves too freely in wet soil. The bonding that's supposed to take place with the soil doesn't happen when you have very wet soil. So that's why they say that we can't use it because they did tests. I remember someone telling me this from the company that makes it, that they did tests on a big farm where they treated the house. And and where that farm had been treated for hundreds of years for potato blight. They treated the house and like within less than a year, they found a lot of the chemical had moved like hundreds of yards from the house. They found it in other places because it moves so freely in the, in the wet soil, right? Obviously, to get a product like this on the market, they have to do these crazy amounts of tests that cost tens of millions of dollars. So I would have to say that there's probably a decent reason for it, but we don't have that luxury. So when I got into pest control, I did not want to do termites, but being that I started with a small business and I bought a guy that had a termite, he already had termite renewals, I ended up getting into it. We were allowed to use Phantom. I mean, baiting was still relatively, 2003, I, I don't want to say it was relatively new, but it was relatively new to it us. Was, it was relatively new, and it's come leaps and bounds since then. And uh, when Advance first came out, we tried it on a house that we had treated twice already with Phantom and kept getting swarmers, and it worked for us. And now, with the new Advance Trelona, Karen Boniface, you might have to. We might have to send us a couple of bucks for this advertisement. <laughs> but my point is, you used to have to check the house quarterly, and that that was part of the label because just in case the, you needed to renew it, whatever the case is. Now they have something called Trelona Annual, which once you install it, you do not have to inspect it for one year. So now everybody's still charging the same amount of price. Your chemical cost goes up a little bit, but your biggest cost in pest control is labor, and now. With the new baits, even the other one that I won't mention that you have to partner with them to do it, that I'm not a fan of, you only have to go once a year, so you cut three visits out, so your profit is definitely higher. And it works. I mean, that's the other thing, it works. A lot of times what we like to do, Nysis makes that Boracare product. If we're able to get a, a raw basement where you could see all the wood, then we like to tell the person, listen, do this wood treatment. And for those of you that don't know, this product is a product that can be mixed. It's it's um, applied either in a spray tank, you could paint it on. You apply it to all the wood that either comes in contact with soil or like the sills that sits on the concrete. If you really wanna make sure it works, you could put a, uh, and you check the label, but I remember people doing this, I've never done it. You could put a dye in there, a blue dye, to make sure that it penetrates through all of the wood. You gotta check the label and see if that's legal because sometimes that could change the formulation of the product. But uh, either way, we often do a wood treatment such as Boracare if we can, 
combined with debates and we've had great results with it. We, we did it for the old car mechanic. I bought a Brooklyn business. The guy had used a product that I never heard of. It was such a bad product that when I went to the distributor, he was like, throw this out. But this is a great termite story. In the beginning of uh, me doing termites, he, uh, we were doing, uh, we were servicing his shop. Plus he had an annual liquid renewal with the company I bought. And when I said, he said, I think I saw something. And I went in his house and I saw something in the basement. He had a drop ceiling, but it was a fixed drop ceiling. I said, that looks like a mud tunnel. And then I touched it and uh, it was just like the very end. And we saw one. He said, yo, come back in two days. He ripped the whole basement apart and he had damage probably 11 feet in. He had to replace the main support beam in the back of his house. But here's a customer that was so grateful First of all, you don't find that where people rip their house apart just off of the day. Like, ah, go treat, see what can happen. I told him, I said, look, I'm going to do a liquid treatment, but I use these baits somewhere else. And within two years, he had no more termites. And we did the wood treatment, and, and he did it right. He said, I'm going to have the wood delivered tomorrow. We treated all the wood. It sat for a day, and then they installed it. And he hasn't had termites since, knock wood. Now, my termite story. So, back in the day... I got a deal where I could buy 100 gallons of Claudine, 25-gallon drums, for like $6 a gallon. <gasps> so I thought it was a good deal, because usually it was $8 a gallon. So anyway, I might have used like 10 gallons, and um, all of a sudden the state says, no more Claudine. They don't give you no warning, nothing, boom, you're out. So I go to my good friend that told me I clean up my act, Bob Poirier, and he says, you know, it's still legal in Connecticut. Let me see what I could do. So I call, in the meantime, I call the place I bought it. Oh, you'd have to, you, you'd have to pay us $10 a gallon to, to restock. Get off. Anyhow, he calls me. He says, got this guy in Connecticut. He'll give me $40 a gallon for it. I'm like, what? He goes, you don't realize how much that shit costs now? I said, don't. So I talked to the guy. I'm going to meet him. He's going to give me cash. And uh, Allegedly. Yeah. So <laughs> Okay, whatever. So I load up. I had this. I had this pickup truck. I load up this pickup truck like three o'clock in the morning, and I go up to Connecticut, and he's got a pickup truck. The only thing missing from this story was we weren't the two of us weren't dressed in black. It was like a drug deal. I'm sliding the stuff into his this thing. This is he's, alleged. And then I got paid. Is this the red pickup truck that you had? Yeah, the little red pickup truck. So it's amazing that I'm normal, and my brother too. In this red pickup truck, they, my father on weekends when we would go places, he would empty the back out, which was very nice of him, but he wouldn't necessarily clean it, right? And it smelled probably, I guess, like Chlordane. No. And he would put it. He would put this seat. He had this dual two-seated thing with like fighter pilot handles he would somehow strap it into the back and that's where me and my brother would sit definitely fucking illegal in this day and age but i remember we would have like these black stains on our pants and he would think nothing of it they, he would do stuff like that's because you shit your pants you were very young at the right. time yeah i shit shit my pants on my knees that's but how gifted I was. You were different. You were always That's different. how bad the chemical exposure was that when I shit my pants, it was on my knees. It had nothing to do with me crawling through the fucking Claudine in the back of his car to sit in these fighter pilot jets. But then he would do crazy shit. Like we would go to a mall in Brooklyn, Kings Plaza, some of you may know, and it had a ramp that was steep. 
and he would put us in the back and he would he would be like, all right, you ready? And then, and me and my brother with little kids, we would pretend like we were in a fighter jet and he would just, I don't know if he gunned it or if he just let it go. And we were like free fall and we thought it was the best thing ever while we were being exposed to probably one of the most dangerous chemicals out there. They, they, they were on a fighter jet. Me, I was making believe I was Steve McQueen and Bullet, you know, going down those hills. And I don't know. Part of me thinks you were trying to get rid of us because we were costing too much <laughs> Pregnancy. Yeah, they were big eaters. And termites, big termites were going away. You were probably like, let me put them in the back with the claw day and get rid of two things at once. Termite business and the kids. But yeah, so I, I remember that pickup truck well. <laughs> I wonder if we could still sue sue Checkmate for exposure. It's out of business. I know, but your policy it goes back a certain amount of time. Well, it's 20 years, so I think you might have missed it. Frank, uh, can, can you weigh in on this, Frank? So... That list, by the way, just so everybody knows that I was talking about, is a list of um, not all termites, but eastern subterranean pressure. So not including Formosan and Drywood. Remember when they pressed, uh, they pressed that, that thing in Long Island, uh, uh, anti-pesticide thing, because they, 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 um, they worded it. They made it the breast cancer bill. So it turns out after this breast cancer bill now has been in effect for God knows how many years, there's still the same amount of breast cancer, uh, even though the chemical's not being used anymore. So, you know, just the, that that was a bill where some some guy that probably wasn't doing his job got reelected to office because he said, I'm sponsoring the bill or something like that. No, it's a dangerous product, bro. Come on. I agree. But I have to, I have to, I have to. You have to what? I have to reminisce. Like I said, there's nothing like the smell of Claudine in the morning. Okay, so I got a question. According to the thing, right? According to what I was what reading. What thing? What thing? Now you thing about I, me. Shh. What? The thing. I don't need help. I know when I say the thing that you're not going to always get it. How much do you think they say the annual damage? How much do you think 50 they million. say? 50 million. Hold on. Million? Hold on. They say, let me get the exact wording. What the annual spend, let me see what the word is. U.S. residents spend an estimated blank annually to control termites and repair termite damage 50 How? million no 500 million nope i give up five billion dollars nice but you think about it right because like i when i first read that i said the, the pest control business in the in u.s is eight and a half billion there's no way but you see what they sneak in there is repairs. the repairs yeah yeah so that think was... about the guy that i just told you about that had to replace the main support beam in the back of his house Right? So whatever that, he had to jack the house, that was probably, you know, who knows what that was, Ten, tens of thousands, probably, yeah. easily. Just prior to when they took away the Claudine, mm. I was making really good money, me and Nick Andrewsy, right. repairing stuff. And we found, well, Nicky was the engineer on the job. We had these jacks that we could jack just, just a little bit to cut out the diseased wood. And replace it, and and you know, Nikki was great with that kind of rest in peace, Nick. I miss you. No more, no more lunches. Anyway, um, <clears throat> Nick who? Andrewsy. Oh, Uncle Nikki. That was a good sideline. But after we couldn't do the jobs anymore, I wasn't gonna do the jobs anymore. I just let it go. But yeah, that was some good money in that. The key was to have a good mechanic. That was Nikki. All right, so termites. Well, you know what. Termites in my day, it was a good thing. You do the termite jobs in the middle of the week and you pick up a quick twenty, twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars 
in a couple of months. It was like a big boost. You know, that money went, boom, we're going to buy a house. Put that money into buying the house. So the termites was a good infusion of um, money. A good infusion of cash to the business, cash flow. I say money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not talking about cash. Cash, okay. I mean, nobody does that. The most important part for everybody out there is doing a good inspection to find them, right? Please charge for your inspections. Please make the business better. If we all do it, we'll all make money, right? Please use the right tools, right? Like in your day, they didn't really have moisture meters, right? No, it's towards the end. So as, as somebody out there doing termite inspections, a moisture meter is something that you should use for many reasons, but mainly because it'll help you do the right job. But also, it's now almost like industry best practices. So if you, God forbid, are called in for a lawsuit and the first thing they may ask is, what was your moisture meter reading? And if you say, I don't use one of those, I know what I'm doing over here. Good luck does, in that lawsuit. Does Brian uh, have a, a, a termite sniffing dog? No one up here has a termite sniffing dog that I'm aware of. Uh, right? So when you go to do your inspection, right, I jumped straight to the moisture meter. But what should you have? A probe, flashlight, knee pads. You need a hard hat. Possibly. <laughs> you need a hard hat with a chin strap. <laughs> <laughs> I was referring to is when I see something, I... I just stick my head in there. Correct. And I usually bang signs. Look, look, look at the, the yes. scars, termite scars. Yeah, well, <laughs> rat scars, mice scars, roach scars. You I should. like to call them money. The tools, right? Flashlight, moisture meter, the knee pads, all the knee pads yeah. I would, and a hard hat would be considered PPE, right? So all the proper PPE, some type of probing tool. Remember the guy that we met? at Pest World yes. that patented his own probing tool right. that the name of the company's inspection implements. It could be as small as a screwdriver, but it, it had like, a, I it guess you call it a telescoping, yeah. whatever, yeah. where it could go out as far as you want. So that's a great probing tool. And this is a guy who just wanted to make his inspections better and did it his own and is now selling it. So you definitely need some type of probing tool and the moisture meter. And in certain areas that you could tell it feels like high moisture. You want to put it up and get a reading against the wall. Definitely if there's a basement. And so, then charge for this, right? Like, oh, these tools all cost money. You have guys going in and saying, if we find termites, the inspection's free. Huh. If that's true, and your normal termite job is $1,000 or whatever you're going to charge that person, it's a great marketing tool to say that, but it messes some things up for other people. But a good way to do that is to say, if the normal treatment is 100 bucks and you want to get 150 for your inspection, if you find termites, the treatment's 1150 now. Coming up next time on Colony Confidential. Anyway, pricing. I've run into people who I thought were great exterminators. They called me in to look at stops. And of course, I was asking, what are you getting? And I'm like, what are you doing? That's all you're charging them? These were like quality stops. Well, they've been a customer for 25 years. So what? You know, they're screwing you. And and what I came away with the feeling was these customers own people like that. You're so afraid to raise the price. If they ask you to do something extra, oh, oh, I won't charge you. Or you'll charge them a minimum. Your time, you're a professional. Use it. What's up, guys? PMPs, we want to hear from you. Go to ColleenConfidential.com. Drop us a line. Email us at ColleenConfidential at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Colony Confidential. Don't forget to rate us and review us. You know, give us a rating. You know, we know we're pretty good. We think we are. Tell us we ain't that good. Or tell us we're better than what we think. 
Your opinion matters. You're one of our tribe. You're, you're with us. You're part of the crew. You know what I mean?